Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Eddie coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. My face looks better now. <laughs> okay, go. It is a production of ResurrectMinistry.com where we're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel to every corner of the earth. We invite you to check out our content, books to um, deepen your faith, worship bands, pastors, uh, whatever it may be that will pique your interest in drawing closer to the Lord, whether um, you've got a church you go to nearby that you love, but are looking for content, or you actually have never walked into a church like me when I first met Christ. Uh, we love to hear from you. Drop us a line. And if this ministry blesses you in any way, please click the donate now button. Yes. Make sure you comment too, to let us know what you think about the devotional or about our comments. Uh, about what God has given us to speak to you about. Um, or you may have a question about us or about what's happening. Um, maybe something that's going on in your church you want us to to, to speak to. Um, or put it out to the rest of the group that watches because they like they love to comment on the other stuff uh, that people are talking about. And, um, and then make sure you give us your prayer requests. Yes. So that at the end of the show, uh, before we sign off, we can um, pray for you along with all of our our viewers who watch from here uh, in the Yorba Linda area all the way to Australia and yes. everywhere in between. And make sure and look down in the description and check out our people. Sponsors. <laughs> our peeps. Our peeps. I was trying to think of something different. Than sponsors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsors. Supporters. Yes. Partners. Our partners. That's what I was looking for. Go to LifeWise and check out some of the supplements they have there. They're fantastic. A great group of people, too. They're, um, it's a Christ-driven company uh, where they say Jesus Christ is our CEO. Amen. So go to LifeWise and use the URL that we have down there. It says livelifewise.tv. Livelifewise.tv. And then StreamYard is the other one where um, you use a, uh, a platform like we're using right now. Actually, it's the same platform. It's not like... I don't know what's going on. We uh, jumped on at the very last second. <laughs> but you StreamYard to go live and talk to your friends about whatever it is that you want to talk about. You could have a hobby you want to share with other people, or maybe you want to do a devotional of your own, or maybe stream church. Uh, you could do that through StreamYard. So go to getstreamyardnow.com. The scripture that uh, we are going to be going through is Galatians 6, 7 through 10. Galatians 6. Seven through ten. Uh, so make sure and get that ready in your Bible. All right. The devotional we're reading is A.W. Tozier for the Christian Leader, and it's November 13th. The title is Wrong Judgment. Galatians 6 7 is the reference in the devotional that says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Amen. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Sin, I repeat, in addition to anything else it may be, is always an act of wrong judgment. To commit a sin, a man must for the moment believe that things are different from what they really are. He must confound values. He must see the moral universe out of focus. He must accept a lie as truth and see truth as a lie. He must ignore the signs on the highway and drive with his eyes shut. He must act as if he had no soul 
and was not accountable for his moral choices. Sin is never a thing to be proud of. No act is wise that ignores remote consequences. And sin always does. Sin sees only today or at most tomorrow, never the day after tomorrow, next month or next year. Death and judgment are pushed aside as if they did not exist. And the sinner becomes for the time a practical atheist who by his act denies not only the existence of God, but the concept of life after death. The notion that the careless sinner is the smart fellow and the serious-minded Christian, though well-intentioned, is a stupid dolt altogether out of touch with life, will not stand up under scrutiny. Sin is basically an act of moral folly, and greater the folly, the greater the fool. Keep me from sin today, O Lord, and deliver me from moral folly. Again, in the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. What's adult? Have you ever heard adult, that word? Yeah, adult is... Uh, Not an adult. No. Adult is uh, like a, a, a person with no personality that's just uh, not even dull, but just kind of a, a dummy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> they walk around with no intelligence. No, just a, just a dummy. Yeah. Just a dummy. Just a dope. You got it. Yeah. It's a ropey dope. <laughs> Oh, so much of this um, uh, is, is just so good. I just think about the, the part that he talks about, that it, it's um, the sin is never a thing to be proud of. Oh, wait, no, wait. That's, oh, here we go. No act is wise that ignores remote consequences, and sin always does. Sin sees only today or at most tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, how true is that with so many Sin. Just, just so many sins. Instant gratification. Yeah, just that it's a matters about what I want to do now, how I feel now, that I have um, sensual satisfaction now. Yep. That's more important than the ramifications of down the road. That is so, so true. And I read yes. that. I just go, oh, my gosh, so much of that. Even theft, thievery, gambling. Um, I mean, oh, it's just like, it's just about today. Sure is. And yeah. denying and not worrying about the afterlife. The It's like the sinner becomes a practical atheist mm. who by his act, by his actions, denies the existence of God because it denies the ramifications of life after death. So in other words, when you act uh, immorally on purpose, it's as if you don't care about eternity. Right. That's deep. That's even worse. That's way than, worse. than the other. The other one really simply has to do with maturity, even though older people do the same thing. I mean, in their 30s right. and 40s, make decisions that are based on how they feel now. But that's a, uh, but with maturity, most people go, mm, no, it's not, it's not worth it. It's not worth the cost of divorce. It's not worth the end of my salary, my medical benefits. <laughs> just not worth it. Uh, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth losing my children. Like yeah. so, maturity it will give you that. Like, oh no, it, you, you will think about down the road, right? But uh, but unfortunately, there are some uh, older adults that don't have that maturity. 
Um, some people were commenting right away. I wanted to see what they were. Hey, Dogs are stupid. No, yeah, I said dummy. Another dummy. One. Yeah, <laughs> synonymous with stupid. Or uh, Carrie has another one. Having or showing a great lack of intelligence or common sense. Uh, yes. <laughs> How are uh, you, Carrie? A lot of people I arrested were adults. Yes. <laughs> I like to say, yeah. The older I get, the less uh, many things are just not worth it. <laughs> You know what I think that is, though, Carrie? I think there's just plain laziness on our part. <laughs> what? Like, who could bother going through the effort? <laughs> yeah. Cheating is too much work. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to dress up. Oh, I got to wear nice underwear. <laughs> Shave. <laughs> just kidding. Folks. Oh, my God. I, I uh, am. I'm well-groomed. <laughs> but. But it is way too much effort. Oh. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> Anyways. I kind of like you on uh, on the air after you just barely made it to the studio in time to do the, really? do the show. Really? Am I yeah. funny? Yeah. Am I funnier? <laughs> we got this great app that's called the 360, what is it, 360 Family? What's it called? Uh, Life 360. Life 360. So Life 360, we can watch, you know, the, the, kid, the kids Did that she are... smoke behind yeah. my car. <laughs> I uh, we got it to watch the kids when they're driving uh, and where they're going and where they're at. I mean, it really zeroes down as to where yes. they're at and that kind of stuff. But of course, Hedia and I are both on it. And so, as the time's getting closer to the eight o'clock hour of, uh, or eight thirty hour, I'm sorry, of when we when I scheduled this, uh, I get a text from Hedia. Oh, they're running a little bit late. I'm I'm I hate it when this happens. <laughs> And that was like at 8 15. Yeah. And you're all the way in Anaheim, in the middle of Anaheim. And uh, I can go to the three at 360 and I see these little wheels <laughs> with, with smoke coming off. And I see it, the little map. <laughs> and what's funny is that uh, Zara's in the car with you. Yeah. It's almost like you guys are racing. <laughs> <laughs> and when oh you're gosh. on foot, there's a little sneaker next to you. <laughs> So when Andy on the on the weekend was with the boys at the monster truck rally thing, I could see him going from their seats to the car, and it was just the shoe walking <laughs> for like 20 minutes. I was like, where are you going? And they were just the shoe, him and Kelly. Well, those of you that have been in big stadiums like Anaheim Stadium, there's these long ramps that you have to walk down. There's right. a long ramp this way and a ramp that way and then a ramp that way. It was funny. So how did we get on that? I don't know. Oh, just the silliness of your... Oh, yes. Yeah, you're just a little bit more free. So crazy tired. Like, woke <laughs> up so early and running around like crazy. Did my three-mile walk, my power walk. <gasps> I listened to a lot of sermons today. Did I listened you? to Pastor Jack. Of course, I didn't catch Sundays yet, so mm -hmm. I listened to that. And then I did the 30 Minutes of the Perrys, um, which I loved. What? Stephen Perry from Jackie Journey. Perry, the oh. uh, African American preacher that I love, the woman that's like super intense. I've recommended it on our podcast. They do a podcast, her and her husband. Oh, you shared that with me. They're yeah. they're like our age of 30. Yeah. 30, 30 years old. Our age. <laughs> Multiplied by two. <laughs> uh, yes, awesome. I remember watching them. Yes, and they did it on uh, Fighting Temptation with Spiritual Warfare. Yes. That was a great episode, too. So I've hmm. got a lot of a lot of Jesus in me today. So um, what else about uh, the devotional before we go on to the scripture? Um, Should we uh, bring up? 
well, <laughs> getting back to the devotional. Well, just this, the power of sin. It's it's important to realize that it's uh, like we started to talk about yesterday about the importance of holiness. And uh, it's a conscious effort. It's a conscious effort to keep ourselves from sin. Uh, and actually, that's what the Perrys were talking about today. The breastplate of righteousness, but the shield of faith extinguishes the darts of the enemy. And realizing that we are under attack mm -hmm. and that when temptation arises, um, we should see it as an attack and fight it off for the for every temptation. The Lord always provides a means of escape. And it's so important to remember that because um, that shield of faith we take up, that ability to pause, to pray, to um, invite God into our situation um, is a way in which we defeat those temptations. For me lately, the as I've mentioned, the greatest temptation is what's drawing me to sin is anger. You know, like that, that's, that's the way the devil is getting me every single day. And so like, I, I catch myself sometimes and I sit there and I'm like, sometimes I can breathe my way through it. And obviously sometimes I cannot, <laughs> as, as you experienced today, I, it's, uh, it's an uphill battle. Yeah. The notion of the, I want to understand this paragraph and I think I do, but I just want to run it past you. I've okay. read it like five times now. Hi, Kate. The notion that the careless sinner is the smart fellow and the serious-minded Christian, though well-intentioned, is a stupid dolt, altogether out of touch with life, will not stand up under scrutiny. So if I'm understanding this, is that the Replace you have you have your friend, <laughs> you have your friend who is a uh, you know, he goes to church maybe, calls himself a Christian, but he participates in the nonsense, debauchery. And he looks at you and says, hey, come on, dude. Why aren't you having some fun with me? You can do it. it, it you can drink wine. It says that they drink wine in the Bible. So he, we, he would be the one who's the, the, the careless sinner is the smart fellow. So he's he's trying to say, why are you being such a dolt? Why are you being so dumb? Dork. A dork. Is that what that, what that paragraph is saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Basically, like he seems like he's got his life all together. Yeah. Because he's um, got cars and he's. Partying, partying good. and goes to church every maybe every Sunday, but maybe not ish ish. <laughs> and the kids are doing God knows what. Right. Uh, yeah, I heard that a lot. But uh, you know, just like you know, you can go to church. You just gotta like, especially Catholics. And my Catholic it's not just Catholics here. The I said especially, yeah. I mean, the OC is filled with it. It's it's cultural Christianity. Hmm. Um, everywhere I see around here, there are, you know, this is what we do. We go to church on Sundays, occasionally on Wednesdays, our kids go to ministry, youth ministry, they go to summer camp, we party, they aren't supposed to party, but yet they're partying too. You know, like it's just this, it's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. There's not a pursuit of holiness. It's this careless sinner thing. Hmm. So that paragraph addresses that. Yes. All right. So now let's get to the Galatians 6, 7 through 10. I love the scripture. Do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. 
Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Amen. Amen. That, uh, that just that one sentence of God cannot or will not be mocked has become something we use quite often. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that becomes important. And I think uh, as I, as we, you know, deal with the, the teenagers and the kids and stuff like that, and we're trying to help them understand, you know, what's like to live the Christian life. Um, and not to be hypocrites. And not to be hypocrites. And um, you mean ourselves? Or them. Or them, yeah. You know what I mean? That we just want, we want to walk the way of the Lord and it involves suffering and sacrifice and um, holiness. Because mm -hmm. they all um, wear crosses like us. We have little mini-me's wearing their, their crosses as they go out. But, you know, like... I tell other people uh, often, I say, you know, it's, it's something it, some people put a fish on their car. Yeah. Um, that, that is, is somewhat different than me wearing the cross. The cross for me is my reminder of who I am and, and my reminder. And I, unfortunately, as a, a sinful human being need a little help. But I don't think the kids do it for that. Well, that's why I talked to them about it. I said, you're wearing the cross. Yeah, for them it's an identity. That's you know what yeah. I mean, which is just awesome. Yeah, but it should mean more than that. Yes, but I, I always want to remind them that it's. I often compare it to when I, you know, for I don't know, thirty years I drove or a truck that had Falco Canine Academy on it, uh, and my phone number and the website, um, and I said everywhere I went, I could not like cut somebody off and flip them off. I could not <laughs> run them off the road and then, you know, have it be put out there on social media that, you know, the owner this of Falco Cannon Academy is a, is a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> and so I talk about that, that you're, you're now a, you, as a Christian and you're putting it out there that you're a Christian, you have a responsibility, not only to God, but to yourself, um, that you need to be the light, not uh, a hypocrite because Absolutely. people will identify it so quickly based on not only who you are, but what you're wearing as that, as that cross. For sure. So, so important. Anything else about the scripture you want to, before we go to the comments? No, I think that's all right. Don't please the flesh. So <laughs> in the spirit. All right. Let me get rid of this real quick. There we go. All right. So we have uh, all of our friends on. We have Jan. Hello, hey Jan. There. Carrie says hi. And she gave us the, the adult, you want to go through these? Uh, oh, we already we had that did one. that. And now we're in this one. Uh, we said hi. Uh, Carrie's saying uh, that she was hoping that the desire not to do things was coming from a sanctification process. Absolutely, Carrie. <laughs> Let's go with the whole sanctification idea. Because <laughs> for sure, I'm just playing. Because for sure, that's what it is. Now, Kate brings my words earlier to uh, to the... To being true, because fruition. Yes, fruition. Thank you. I need help today with my words, because she's in Australia, and I told you we are speaking to people all the way from Yorba Linda, Yorba Linda to Australia, all the way around the world. And then Spirit Wind View. Hi. And we learned that her name is 
I knew you were going to do that to me. Linda? I don't think it's Linda. I think I wrote it down. Sue? Before. Kathy. Kathy. <laughs> oh, I got to remember that. That's my ex sister in law's name. Oh. So I should remember that. Kathy. Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Um, so any of the in any of the um messages that you heard today, was there any one of the the many messages that really kicked you in the teeth? Or no, most of them were just affirming about uh well, you know, Pastor Jackson and, and Romans and um was talking about the power of prayer and the importance of um, understanding that the Holy Spirit is there to support us in our walk um, and to be in the spirit to know that God, make sure we know that the spirit is in us and that once you know that and have the confidence of that, that he will help you in your walk, you know, turn to God so that he will empower you to do the things that you can't do in your flesh. Um, a lot of people think I need to get right uh, I was listening to Pastor Furtick too, and they were he's talking to somebody who said, I need to get right with God, but I got to fix myself first. And he's like, um, friend, you have that backwards. You come to faith and then God fixes you. Mm -hmm. It's so important. I mean, I, I tell Zara that all the time, but like, it's not that we try to fix ourselves, then God will accept us. We go to God to fix us. Right, like right? arranging that furniture and tearing down the yeah, the, tearing off the wallpaper. That and... We invite him in our hearts. We confess with our tongue and believe in our hearts that um, the Lord rose from the dead and saved us, and allow Him to do the rest. In the sense of that, He provides the power and the Spirit to um, transform us if we let Him. Is there a way to speed that up? I mean. <laughs> If there was, I would have discovered it because I, I'm asking for myself. I am quite greedy and I uh, pray every single day that I would get better at it. And it doesn't, you know, it's so interesting too. It's kind of like uh, a friend on a diet mm. where you can't really see or a spouse. You're kind of like, I think you're losing weight, but I, I'm not quite sure. And then somebody else looks at them and like, wow, you've lost a lot of weight. Mm. I think spiritual progress is kind of like that too. Really? Yeah, where you um, can't really tell that you've made progress. But yet when you talk to other people, they're like, wow, oh, yeah. you've really grown. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, people that say that. And I see that in, in, in not only you, but in us as a couple. I see it uh, just over. We were pretty amazing people when we met. <laughs> but. Don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh it's um it really speaks to the power of god of of him waiting for the perfect time to put us together that it would not have worked at any other time in in any of our history but when he did it it was at the time that we would both grow together as opposed to grow apart yes you know some people they get together and you know, after the, you know, the first couple weeks of the, the lustfulness and whatever else, whatever other chemi chemicals are working in those first couple weeks, then everything becomes annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and very quickly they go, and, but, and they're trying to bring it back. Like they're trying, they keep trying and then they, and they just can't quite bring it back. 
um, where um, I think we've just grown together. We just get well. You know what? Also, I think I think for a lot of people, they get married young. Mm. You know, and then they have years and years, decades of um, life challenges, and it's hard to stay together through all of that, mm. through the twists and the turns, and the kids being born and the kids being raised and the kids leaving the house and the, you know, so really my utmost respect to families that can make it through decades, you know, and honor their covenants. Um, for us, I think also we had both reached the end of ourselves, having submitted our lives to Christ, really wanted to individually grow closer to him. And so, <laughs> he kind of created side-by-side -side play for us. Mm. You know, like when you put the babies in the room together and have them say, okay, this is the age of side-by-side -side play. <laughs> Where you're just kind of like, you know, you get, to, you get to play with your toys and I get to play with my toys, but we are both in the sandbox right. where the Lord, um, because I, I find also a lot of couples that try to marry later have a very hard time if um, if you're not able to um, appreciate the side-by-side -side play. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you try to jam two lives together that have decades of different life experiences without the space to grow, allowing the Lord to grow each person individually, it becomes, um, I think, difficult. Because I, I know a lot of older women um, that didn't necessarily get married that are dating and cannot are perpetually dating. Yep. You know, because every time, like after a couple of years, like I can't, or yep. six months, like I can't, it's not working <laughs> because you know what I mean? And, and I think we would have done the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If we would have waited, then you can find a million and one excuses for why, um, you shouldn't be married because you're like, Oh, I've just been alone so long. And, Maybe I gotta, I gotta allow that. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta, I gotta wait, that that's part of this too? Oh no. I can't wear flip-flops with my jeans. <laughs> yeah. That's that's it. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> flip-flops. I am not giving up my flip-flops. <laughs> the other um interesting thing is that I you know have my older daughter is 29. I, I never saw her uh, in a you know in a real relationship. Uh, until later in life, for whatever reason, you know, she just was one of those people that waited later to to get into a relationship. Not that she didn't have them; they were just short lived. Right. Like they didn't get to see anything, any growth in a relationship. But now we have these two um, teenagers. We have our son Kelly uh, with um, uh, his girlfriend Brindley, and uh, it, for me, it's a new experience seeing a a relationship at this age. And him talking to me about it. And and then in my head wondering, like, is this going to be one of those um, relationships that, you know, 40 years from now, they're talking about that they were high school sweethearts. For and sure. They started a church and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I have that fantasy. <laughs> that's my. <laughs> that's what we all think, though. <laughs> that's my fantasy. But then every so often you'll go, oh, dad, you know. X, Y, Z. And I go, oh, I thought this one, that's it. <laughs> you know, and, uh, but then I see them together and I go, oh, there it is. I, I, then they, they are going to be that couple. So um, it's, uh, that one's an interesting for me. I'm, I'm just um, watching it and, and 
seeing these two kids, these two crazy kids Very you know, sweet. going through the, what I, I think is that typical storybook kind of relationship that. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the way Jim describes his relationship with his wife. Um, they were high school sweet, sweethearts. Oh, really? Best friends, high school sweets. So much like Kelly, like, mm. you know, was a, he was a football player. I mean, Kelly's an athlete. Um, she was pretty, she was, I think a dancer too. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, popular, both of them popular, both of them strong Christians, both of them, you know, lots of friends and yeah. And they just, yeah, they were just like the best of friends forever still are, you know? Um, yeah. so pray that for them. Yeah. That, that kind of love out. is so awesome. But also I'm, I'm trying to not, you know, force anything to like, just let it play out. Uh, and then we got on this topic by comparing it to us. Yes. The difference between Shattered in older 5,000 pieces. Yeah. <laughs> the older couple coming together. The older couple. Uh, as compared to the young the Muppets. You know, high school. Yeah. The Muppets in the theater. <laughs> the old Muppets. Kate says she was reading something. She was reading Mark 13 and Jesus said we are to watch and pray. It impacted me because we are to watch for him, not for signs. <laughs> Amen. Right. By watching and praying, we stay on track. Hmm. That's beautiful. So true. That's I, that's what I was saying yesterday, Kate. I was saying that I felt the Lord when I was going down this rabbit hole of QAnon and all these other conspiracy theories. The Lord was like, "Keep your eyes on me." Right. Just the other part. Just coming back to the the, the devotional for a second. It, in the first paragraph, it, it brings us to today's issues, which. Uh, uh, he says uh, he must see the moral universe out of focus. He must accept a lie as truth and see truth as a lie. He must ignore the signs on the highway and drive with his eyes <laughs> shut. He must act as if he has no soul and was not accountable for his moral choices. And that is really a good deal of what's going on in our schools. There's many people like that that uh, want us to believe that, uh, you know, white is black and black is white and, two plus two equals five and we're expected to to be that person that accepts it i watched this show um ali luckily sorry when you talk, talk about corruption in schools made me think of her um it's a show called relatable it's on blaze tv mm -hmm. um and she was interviewing um the story uh ross johnson and it's so extraordinary the lord i mean he will find you whatever you may be, this kid artificially inseminated by two lesbians. Um, so had two moms growing up. Uh, never heard the gospel, never went to church, had no exposure whatsoever. 16 years old, friend, as I always say how important it is for kids to evangelize to one another. A friend in high school said, hey, bro, you want to come to church with us? Um, and he's like, yeah, sure. And probably, you know, he doesn't tell much of the backstory, but probably that kid's family was like, oh, your friend, that one, like, bring, let's bring that one, you know, because <laughs> we've done that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like if you can get that one saved, you know what I mean? Like that's huge. And he said he walked in was the first time hearing worship music, thought that was awesome. Heard the simple gospel. Jesus loves you. Jesus saves your soul. You'll live in eternity in paradise. And he was like, sold <laughs> that was it he's like he's like he literally first time he walked in he's like okay whatever he's got i'm buying it right. I, I want it <laughs> and pure fire so this guy was on the podcast yes he's running 
His name is Ross Johnson, and he now runs California Will Be Saved. Oh. He's the, I don't know if you've ever seen it. They're the ones that do these huge evangelists, kind of like what Sean Forks doing. And and Steve Hilton? Uh, no, not no. political at all. Oh, no. All like music, worship, Gen uh, Z, fill in the Christian streets. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Christian base, kind of like Sean Foyt. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, San Diego, Sacramento, just as these big pop-up worship events, revival. Love that. Yeah. 60, that's it. I'm like, done. <laughs> so I was telling my daughter today that um, there may be this opportunity. Like we, we prayed um, for the Lord to send um, her some good friends that would, that would help her in her new walk with Christ. And, um, and the Lord sent a person and it wasn't what we expected oh, that one. <laughs> at all. But then the more I've learned about the story and I don't want to say too much um, at this point, but um, I told uh, Zara today in the car, I was like, well, maybe the Lord sent her for you to help her. You know what I mean? Like we think that this may be all about you, but it may be an opportunity. Um, she doesn't have a mother um and has no positive female role models in her life and so maybe it's an opportunity for us um you know because the lord does that right we ask the lord to help us we pray yep. and we cry and we're like lord help lord help and then he finds a way of making that help come through you helping someone else maybe she needs to be invited to home church yeah that's exactly what i thought <laughs> that's, that was, that's awesome that's exactly what i thought um Wow. That'd be great. And yeah, that's really thoughtful. Yeah, so our friend told me that. She's like, well, maybe, you know, we were, we talked, we hashed it out for an hour. First was panic. Like, yeah. oh my God, like, oh, this is sketch and whatever. And then yeah. we're like, okay, wait a minute. Maybe the issue is there's something, there's a need that you and Andy, you know, like just a strong family unit could provide that's nurturing and welcoming and loving mm. to another person. And, um, and by virtue of that, it helps our daughter too. And that could be, I mean, an invite to maybe like the dinner we had last night would have been one of those things to see the, the family together, chatting, laughing it up, having a good time. Right. Or eating. just even home church. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. Wow. Sorry. You got me deep in thought there because yesterday I thought, I was thinking, wow, that didn't work out the way that we thought it would. And I love uh, quite often, I, I only do this on occasion, but you do it quite often when something similar to that happens where you're you're on this road and then all of a sudden it takes a sharp left turn and you go, I wasn't expecting that left turn that I, I just would have like, you know, parked the car. But you continue and go, there's a reason. There's a reason behind this. Absolutely. What, what is that reason? I got to I got to get better at. At, at reading that or accepting that it's this isn't well a... jack said this today he said please understand if you are a spirit-filled believer everything is god filtered everything is jesus filtered is the word he used hmm. meaning no temptation comes to you that he doesn't know is coming to you no sickness no um no difficulty he does not cause the temptation but he can cause a trial or a challenge and he will allow the enemy, like, and he used the example of Peter. He says that Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. Hmm. 
you know, so Satan must come for permission to, to, to accost the believer. Um, and that's a really hard topic for Christians sometimes to understand. But when you realize everything in your life is God filtered, I was telling um, my girlfriend today, I was telling her, I was like, you know, clearly to me, when I make a prayer and something happens, it's God, Satan, or, the, or my flesh, you know, so I've got to figure out which one this is. I'm going to presume it's got to be God because I prayed for it and, and it appeared. Mm. But you never know. You're like, wait a minute, this doesn't look like God. This may be also maybe it's a temptation, you know. But yeah. yeah, yeah. The other day, I had um, yeah, it wasn't the other day. It was like a few weeks ago. I had uh, seven girls in my car, uh, cheerleaders, and we were going somewhere. Um, oh, to Canes. And uh, some got brought up about the music, and Ray said, "Oh, my dad doesn't like you know certain music playing." And then so I put on some Christian music, and they all like 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 it was um, Taylor Swift. I don't know, I forgot what song it was. It might have been one of uh, um, Brandon's songs, um, but it came on, and all of them began to sing that they knew they all knew the words to the song. Gratitude. It might have been gratitude, one of the more popular songs. Lion. And they knew every word to the song. And we nice. sang Christian songs all the way to Canes and then all the way back. Aww. I thought that was like, you know, you can you can sometimes think, well, you know, they want to listen to like Taylor Swift or they want to listen to Justin Bieber. Yes. Is he so popular with the kids no. these days? Only Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but those moments too, those uh, times where you think, no, this is going to, you know, uh, you know, make him go, yeah, can you pat him? No. I mean, they all, started singing so um this is good stuff carrie's comment this one here yeah is god turning hedia into a mama bear <laughs> <laughs> the only so aptly worded carrie is god turning hedia into a mama bear because <laughs> hedia couldn't be a mama bear if god was not turning her so yes god is at work for sure we got a dude on. We got Kevin. Kevin says, "Hi, Kevin. I'm in Michigan, and a pothole takes you out before the left turn." <laughs> yes, I'm so familiar with that, actually. And if you're in the snow, you're probably slipping and sliding all over the roads as well. Nothing like a Michigan winter. Has it started snowing in Michigan yet? What What part of Michigan are you in? I wonder if he knows of your of your compound Farm. of your compound. <laughs> Uh, Kate, you never know who is praying for that young man behind the scenes. Amen. That story gives me hope for my grandson, whom I've not met and is being brought up as a girl to hurt my son. Thank you for that. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, Kate. Um, can mm. you tell us your grandson's name um, so we could pray for him too? And I, I tell everybody the story of you know the struggles that my daughter's going through. And I told Andy like my my abject honesty is because I trust all the prayer warrior women around me um, that they will go to the throne of God on my behalf. And it has brought so much comfort and peace. I mean, like, I don't know, I've broken down and cried in front of every friend I have. And I've just been like, and just every one of them has laid hands on me, prayed over me, spoke words of uh, prophetic wisdom over me. I mean, it's the greatest blessing uh, we have. And you hear so many testimonies of amazing Christians that will tell you 
they had praying parents, they had a praying grandparent. Um, this girl that I'm referring to, her dad um, was a drug addict, a drug dealer. Um, mom is currently, and I'm only saying this because he gives his testimony quite publicly, um, mother is currently a heroin addict on the streets. Hmm. Um, and her faith, she's been a faithful believer as long as I know from the testimony from since she was five. Um, it was her words to her father that he's not listening to the Lord at five years old that convicted him to give his life um, back over to Christ because he had fallen away. Um, so it's really, we we cannot imagine the impact that uh, prayer has mm -hmm. that we may not see for years to come. For sure. So I could use some prayer for tomorrow at the school board meeting. Oh, school board, yeah. Um, you know, for the last three years, I was talking about, you know, started with the masking of the kids, you know, get these masks off the kids that they do nothing to stop the virus. They're doing nothing but harming the children. And of course, everybody fights back and says that I was a big fat liar. And I was a conspiracy theorist. And then, of course, we find out later that the mass did nothing to stop the virus and that the only thing they did do was harm children. Uh, and then uh, I was fighting against CRT. And they, then the, these few parents and mostly the teachers and the teachers union said, we're not teaching CRT in the school. And then, of course, what do we find? We find proof and evidence that they're teaching CRT topics and subjects in our school. Um, so tomorrow, um, we uh, we've just recently voted for uh, parental rights. And of course, now the teachers unions and the teachers are saying, well, we've, we've never, you know, hidden stuff from parents or tried to do anything with transitioning kids without the, you know, and not let parents know. None of that's happening. So I, of course, I get sent a letter that a parent found in their uh, daughter, in their daughter's um, bedroom mm -hmm. from a PE teacher at Kramer Middle School that says, um, Anytime you need help with your breast binders, let me know. I will be there for you. I will make sure and not tell your parents and uh, make sure that you uh, coordinate with me and gives the name of another teacher there at the school who was the ASB teacher at the middle school um, because we are both safe people that you can talk to. And we're sorry to hear about your uh, thoughts about suicide, but we won't tell anybody. It's a handwritten note from the teacher and uh, tomorrow night I will be uh, naming the teacher and teachers and reading that letter to uh, the school board tomorrow. Um, so I could use some prayer in that because they said this isn't happening. But yet here we have a letter written wow, by the teacher. That's terrible. Handed over from what the are, parent. What are the parents family. doing about it? That's an old another story that I can't share okay. um, because. But they want you to read the letter? They gave it over to be uh, not maybe not necessarily be read at the school board meeting, but to be. Uh, made known to wow yeah they handed it over they found it and gave it to Linda Cohn I guess I can say that because Linda Cohn will speak tomorrow you know Linda Cohn she's another uh, person who's a warrior a warrior but they gave it to her so if, they, if 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 you don't know by giving it to her that it's going to get out right um, it's just they of course elected me to be the one to read it oh nice I don't know why you're awesome. <laughs> You're awesome sauce. So I could use prayer tomorrow. Um, I will obviously be attacked, but I mean, it's no different than the other stuff that I was right about. And not and many of us, not just oh, you me, but care less about being attacked. Uh, they, uh, but it'll be, it, but this is, these people are, it, the, the, each uh, issue 
is it, it is more volatile it seems each one gets it a little bit more volatile this one's very volatile i think in our world right now i mean for the lgbtq people to be siding with hamas <laughs> I they mean, they're, they're siding with terrorists. They're just dolts. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, it's going to be uh, an Thank you, Kevin. Year. Kevin's praying for you, too. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that so and much. And Cindy's praying for you. And yeah. Kevin's near Detroit. No snow here. No. But up north has snow. William oh, has... Oh, uh, snow in oh, Fenton, Michigan. Oh, feet of snow. It was... Free. I, <laughs> I used to tell my uh, relatives, it feels like I'm being buried alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard. Detroit's not as cold. Okay, so I can't, I, can't, I can't wait to see you in snow. Um, yeah, I mean it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Really? Yeah, for me it is because you're. Yeah, because because I like the sun. You like, yeah, <laughs> you're a sun person. I am. You're a desert. Person. You're a desert dweller. I absolutely am. <laughs> But all I do in the snow is just wear 18 layers of clothes. So it's not its not like I go out in a t-shirt and be like, wow, I love the cold. <laughs> no, I, I have my fur and I have my fur hat and I have okay. big boots. And yeah, so. Okay. Okay. You look stylish though. Not like the Michelin man. No. Where you can't walk. like No. no. It's all fur. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. My snow. big fuzzy scarves and earmuffs and. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right. so let's pray. There's a lot of things to be praying for. Uh, my son David went to Parliament. Okay. Kate says, my son David went to Parliament today to stand for Israel. The sad thing is no other Christians came and stood with them. It had a strong police presence. Yes, that's so sad. Like what in the world is happening? Where are the Christians in defense of God's people? It is such a horrific sight to me that um, we do not see Christians really speaking out in defense of Israel. Mm -hmm. Well, I know what's happening. It seems that the media loves to show more support for True. Uh, the Palest Palestinians. Um, because I have seen a few videos on like Steve yeah. Bannon's where the Christians are singing. Yeah, you've got to go to... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, alternative media. You gotta go to Telegram. Yeah, <laughs> to see stuff. And um, and but the, the stark difference of Christians and Jews, uh, it, the way that they show solidarity is to stand and sing. Right, they're not uh, getting red paint on their hands and smearing it on the White House or lighting other people's flags on fire, uh, and, and kicking people to the ground. Uh, uh, Glenn Beck is doing something really cool. Oh. Like he, uh, on Thursday, is uh, he's got started a series uh, inviting people to renew their covenants and basically is following, very similar to Pastor Jack Hibbs, about um, that America was formed with our founding fathers making a covenant with God that this will be a Christian nation. Mm -hmm. And that's the principles on which it was founded. And it was an oath to God, a covenant that they felt was unbreakable, very similar to a marriage covenant or our oath in, in faith. And so he's inviting people to understand the importance of that covenant and to renew their covenant to America. And he says, by doing so, we put the intention in front of God as he invites us to do in scripture, which is if we need healing, oh God, I remember, wish I remember the verse, but um, 
if my people were to turn to me in repentance, I would heal their land. Um, and so it's inviting people to take that literally and to renew their covenants to protect America and to pray for America in hopes that God would take that as a sign that he should um, look, turn his gaze back to America and protect it. Oh, wow. so I thought that was really neat, right? Um, it reminds me of all the, the whether it's taking over Jericho or Gideon and his 300 men, it's like God doesn't need massive armies. He needs faithful men and women. And uh, I think it's really important to remember that, that yeah. uh, it's up to us to stand and fight. Speaking of Pastor Jack Hibbs, because you brought him up in that conversation. Yeah. Um, our new date for our interview is November 20th. <gasps> My God, we haven't started advertising. It's November no, 15. I know, but I'm waiting a little bit longer this time. I mean, even though we got we even got confirmation last time. And yeah. then and then it, it was the last minute. So, but I just wanted to give people just a, a it's a slow rollout. That's seven days away. <laughs> Seven days away. We want to, we've got to have a lot of people on. So let's just start. Who cares if we have to cancel it? <laughs> That's the worst, though. Putting up the graphic and everything. And then we, we everybody knows he loves us. <laughs> Are you sure? I think so. I'm not 100% sure. I, I have so many new questions now. I can ask him about Ian Herciali. And oh, he doesn't so have all day notes. I know that you oh, like to talk and you, you can yeah. carry on. Uh huh. But um, yeah. So November 20th. And I believe it's like 2.30 or something like that. Don't write it down yet. I will put up a post. I will I'll check Tomorrow. one more time with Robin and uh, say, hey, do you think, is it still on the schedule? Can I advertise uh, can it? I, I'll advertise it again. I'm going to tell her we're going to use our entire uh, financial budget to advertise it. So maybe you'll put a little bit more pressure on them. Little does she know that it's like 10 we, cents. We may have to mortgage our house. <laughs> so November 20. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm right. ready. <laughs> Oh, dear Lord, if we turn our hearts to you in repentance, you will heal our land. So from the coast of Southern California all the way to Australia, Lord, we ask for healing for our mm -hmm. land. We ask that um, we renew our covenants to being a Judeo-Christian nation and that we honor the principles in which that stands. Uh, freedom and liberty for all, the respect for religious liberty, the um, protection of the unborn, uh, justice, um, real God's justice, God's justice for all, and that we met, met out uh, punishments and and um, rules and laws um, with justice in mind and with God's law in mind. Uh, Lord, we're so grateful to be Americans um, and for Kate to be an Australian or New Zealand. I don't know actually which country she <laughs> considers herself a patriot of, but Lord, we're grateful. We're grateful for the freedoms that we have, and we offer our lives as a living sacrifice. We ask for blessings, Lord. We ask for blessings, special blessings for William. Lord, um, uh, Kate's grandson is now unfortunately being subject to gender confusion um, from forces outside of himself. And we ask that you speak to his heart and that um, you acknowledge his, his praying grandmother and all that she's been through. Um, to raise these children and that um, you never lift your hand from them, Lord, and that he will meet you and find you in the most miraculous of ways, Lord, and that will give him a testimony that he will be able to share with others. Uh, we also ask that you empower your son, Andy, 
who is a mighty warrior that you have emboldened to speak truth, truth to power. And he will do so again tomorrow, Lord. And we're asking um, to change our schools and to change the error of uh, the immorality that's constantly seeping in, Lord. We do not want to give up on our schools. Um, there's so many, our children and other people's children that are subject to the um, terrible, just the terrible deception that they're teaching everywhere in the world right now, Lord. And we want to stand in the gap for them. And we ask for your power to do so for all things are possible um, through Christ Jesus who strengthens us and, and we are capable of nothing outside of you. And we know that, Lord, and we are grateful for that power of the Holy Spirit that lies within us, Lord, um, and propels us to action. We love you. Thank you for the sacrifice of your only son. Thank you for the blood, Lord. Uh, thank you for family, for community, and for our friends on this broadcast and for our new friend, Kevin. Um, bless him and protect him as he goes mm -hmm in dramatic weather. Uh, we love you, Lord. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we ask all things. Amen. Amen. Sorry, that was long. That was good. You covered it all, Schnooks. All right, my friends. We, we love you. We love you guys. A great God night. Bless. Take care. Bye. Bye.